This episode of Coach to Coach is brought to you by my coach training program for academics and higher education professionals. I'll be the first to admit that I've never needed my coaching skills more than in this roller coaster of a year. An anchor for me during this time has been meeting with my coach training participants each week to explore how we can hold space for clients, listen for the things that they care about most, and help them to achieve their goals through focused questions, activities, and tools. If you think that becoming a coach might be a fit for your professional development goals, you can learn more about the coach training program or sign up for a 30-minute Q&A session with me to ask all of your questions at higheredcoaches.com. Cohorts begin in January, April, and June, and I'd love to have you join us. Welcome to Coach to Coach, a podcast dedicated to showcasing the power of coaching. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Linder, and I offer coaching to academics and higher education professionals to bring more ease to their lives and work. Before you dive into this episode, here's a quick introduction to the structure of the show. In each season of Coach to Coach, a new guest coach will come on the show to demonstrate a range of coaching tools and strategies. The first episode will offer you an introduction to the guest coach, then I'll coach the guest and they'll coach me for the next six episodes, and always on real topics and issues we're dealing with in our own lives. Each season will end with a debrief episode where we'll talk about how the season went and offer any updates on the topics covered in earlier episodes. It might make the most sense to start each season in the beginning and listen to the episodes in order. This season, I'm delighted to introduce you to Dr. Danielle Barkley, a higher education professional and coach in training. Danielle currently works as a career and professional development educator at the University of British Columbia, where she specializes in supporting students at the master's and PhD level. Coaching gives Danielle the opportunity to engage in career conversations with a wider audience, including mid-career professionals, career changers, and anyone wondering what their best life could look like. So Danielle, I am so excited to launch into this next season of Coach to Coach with you. I've really been looking forward to recording this together. And I wanted to start with just some of our kind of basic questions to introduce our listeners to you as a coach. And tell me about how you first learned about coaching. What was kind of your introduction to coaching? So I actually work for an organization with quite a robust coaching culture. There's actually a very well-known coaching training program um, that's hosted at the university I work for. And quite a number of sort of my, my colleagues, kind of people within my professional orbit were coaches or talked about doing coaching. So fairly quickly when I started my current position, I coaching was just kind of embedded in, I might almost say like the organizational culture. So I actually got really curious about it and um, accessed coaching as a client myself fairly early on in that that new job, just to sort of see what it was all about. Um, and that was really my first introduction to coaching. Following up on that, there then, of course, became the opportunity for me to think about being on the other side and working as a coach myself. But I think it was uh, a bit of happenstance in that I happened to find my way to a place where coaching is actually quite embedded in how a lot of people work. So I think you're actually the first coach who's come on the show who coaches as part of your day job. Like this is part of what you do and it's part of your institutional culture. Can you tell us a little bit about what coaching looks like within your institution? How are you defining it um, just to kind of set a baseline for us? Yeah, so and I think one of the things that will probably 
about this season and something I'm currently thinking about as a coach is I almost think about it as like concentric circles. So in my, my kind of formal work, my day-to-day job, um, there's a whole spectrum, I think, between advising and coaching. And then my formal job title is actually educator. So then we can think about that as a a third piece along that continuum. Um, But in my day-to-day job, I am regularly working with students. We're sort of explicitly having booked sessions where I draw on a lot of coaching skills, um, but that sometimes do also incorporate elements that might be a little bit outside of the coaching relationship alongside but kind of distinct from that i'm also pursuing my own coaching training and coaching certification um, which involves a bit of a wider pool of folks that i might be working with and when i engage in that i do think about that as a more classical coaching relationship if you will uh, where i'm a little bit more structured in my approach so i guess i would say there's sort of a loose use of some of the coaching paradigms and coaching techniques in my formal role and then a kind of para coaching life that is a bit more in the classical tradition. Mm -hmm. So when you think about that spectrum and you think about coaching kind of within an institution, outside of an institution, because I'm also using a lot of my coaching skills in my administrative role as well, are there certain coaching positions within your institution that are a little bit more formal? And if so, what does those look like? Because I think it will help people to get a sense of what does this look like when coaching is situated within an institution? Sure. So there is a a formal program offered through Human Resources. I believe I actually know some of the folks who were involved in kind of spearheading that. Um, And it's been a really great opportunity, which means that any of the staff and postdocs and maybe a few other categories who work at our institution are able to access coaching from other staff members. So other folks who might have a very different job, but who have trained at as coaches and are also working within that institution. So when I spoke about first accessing coaching, uh, I think my coach's background was working in IT at the university. So we had totally different kind of professional lives, um, but he was a trained coach and that was sort of a service that was able, I was able to access uh, through human resources. That is so interesting. Okay. So Danielle, as you are building out relationships with your clients and kind of building out your client base, what do you find to be the most important aspects of that coaching relationship for you? What are you really focused on as you're meeting new clients and engaging with them in that coaching relationship? Yeah, a few things come up for me. Um, One I was thinking about is kind of respect and regard. I think it's just really important to to enter into these conversations and this relationship from a place of a really kind of sincere curiosity and openness. But I would almost even go a level deeper where there is that sort of respect for someone's decisions, for the experience and the strengths that they're bringing into those relationships. And I mean, I would say I also strive to look for things to like in my clients. I think that it, it shifts the, the dial on that relationship a little bit or moves it more towards what I would consider a relationship when there is, I think, that rapport and that regard. The other thing I think I, I really look to build out in that relationship is the sort of belief in the client as whole and inherently resourceful. Um, I'll be honest, as an educator, I think that's been one of the learning curves as a coach is, you know, remembering and kind of relearning for myself that clients are really bringing everything they need into this conversations, that they are far more the subject matter expertise than I could ever have, um, but that my job is kind of, or my role is to unearth and support that. So one thing I find I really lean into in these interactions is that belief that they're showing up with whatever they need. And then through our conversations, we'll get to a different understanding of how to use that. 
I love that. I think that that is one of the kind of core elements of coaching that some people may not realize that this idea of the client as whole, that we're coaching the client, not the problem. We're not fixers. You know, like I think that there's sometimes a, a thought that clients come to us so that we can solve something for them rather than with them or facilitatively, you know, through that relationship. So I love that idea of a client as coming to us whole. I think the other the other piece I would layer onto that is you know the the awareness of the way people's lives intersect. Um, I might be coaching on something that relates to their work life or their education that often tends to be sort of the the grain. Um, but you know what else is going on in their lives? Where else have they lived? Their their family structures, their values, uh, perhaps the subject matter they've engaged with. All these things are informing who they are, and it may or may not show up explicitly in that coaching conversation, but just holding kind of that awareness that whether or not I get to see it as a coach, there's this complex and intersectional person that I'm engaging with and what a privilege that is. Yes. This is actually something I've talked a lot about with the participants in my coach training that there's often context that we don't know and we don't have to know it to be effective coaches. Um, and that is, I think, such an interesting thing for people in academia and higher ed to think about because we're so used to getting more information, building our knowledge, having a lot of context, asking informational questions. And in the coaching relationship, we don't necessarily do that. And so it's such an interesting difference, I think, from how some of us are trained um, in our professional lives. So Danielle, I'm really curious. I always love to know if coaches have favorite coaching questions or tools that you tend to kind of fall back to or that you just really enjoy. Um, we don't always, you know, plan to include these things in our sessions, but are there any things that you're particularly drawn to in your practice? Yeah, and it's been interesting for me as someone who's fairly early on to sort of see those develop or to kind of notice what I, what I gravitate to. Uh, but a few questions I use, I would say fairly frequently, what's important to you about that topic or that question or that statement? I find that it's just such a simple and yet powerful way to go a level deeper and give someone that moment of pause and that moment of space. Uh, sometimes I really like to ask, what's the opposite? So if someone has described a situation or a context or even a word they're bringing up to kind of push them a little bit about what would what is the opposition, what would another version of that look like? Um, and maybe connecting back to that idea of people being inherently resourceful and all the things they bring with them, I often love to get clients to think about where have you already encountered a similar challenge or situation and how did you approach it at that time? And I've had some really great pieces come up when people started to realize they've actually been in fairly comparable or situations that had some similarities and it's really helped them to kind of bring up actually, I do have a lot of coping skills and I have a lot of things I've learned from these past experiences that I can leverage into this present moment. I love that. So much of our work is about the nuance. So that really gets into it. I love it. Okay. So before we talk a little bit about coaching um, and how you're kind of using it in your business and, and the kinds of clients you work with, Danielle, tell us a little bit about where you are in your pathway of kind of training. Because you mentioned kind of being early on. Um, let's tell our listeners kind of where you're at in terms of that. Yeah, so I went through my uh, intensive and the, the sort of group training from October of 
2019 to January of 2020. So just under a year ago, I kind of started down that formal journey. And since about the spring of 2020, I've been working towards building my 100 hours to go up for certification. Uh, so I'm currently hopefully on track to do that about the end of 2020. And right now, my primary focus is just kind of getting those hours in, I think the fitness metaphor would be something like getting those reps in to just build those muscles, build that that confidence and some of those key competencies. Congratulations on getting close. And I'm excited to be three of your hours. <laughs> that's, that's quite <laughs> the honor. Okay. So tell us, Danielle, about how you're kind of envisioning coaching right now um, in the work that you're doing on the side of your, your full-time job, kind of building a business around coaching. What kinds of coaching do you offer? What does that look like for you right now? So I actually, partially because I am kind of in this, this nascent and emerging and exploratory self uh, place for myself as a coach, I've kept it really open. I started by primarily reaching out to my network, people I had connected with in the past or had some rapport with, and pretty much said, like, if there's something you're working on, let me know and we can discuss whether it seems right for coaching. So I would say I'm working with everyone from kind of current students, recent grads to mid-career professionals thinking about the different pieces. I do work with a fair amount of folks in higher ed or, or near higher ed, just because that's where a lot of my network tends to be. Uh, but something that I do also tend to provide some support around is folks who maybe are moving out of higher ed or who are kind of transitioning in different fields, thinking about transitioning into different fields. And something I'm particularly interested in is individuals who are moving between different jobs or different industries or starting to think about that, or maybe reinventing their narrative of themselves as a professional, or thinking about how some of those professional and identity pieces are starting to shift or change. Uh, and that's something that I've been doing some work around in my current practice. Yeah, as we're recording this, we are currently kind of in the middle of COVID uh, experiences for people. And I've noticed so much more uh, kind of drifting of people toward transition and, and kind of thinking about making changes in their work lives or in their personal lives. And I feel like transition is such a key element of a lot of coaching relationships. It's a lot of what brings people to coaching is because they're looking for some support as they make some kind of transition or they're trying to make a decision that could lead to a transition. So that seems like such a rich component of coaching. Um, I'm curious if you're seeing kind of coaching related topics right now related to COVID or are these kind of more general things that you're coaching people around? Some of my coaching conversations have definitely been COVID related. It, it's interesting, and especially for me as a new coach where I would say the majority of the coaching I've ever done has actually been kind of in the COVID context. I had done a little bit uh, kind of before March, we'll say ish. Um, but yeah, in a sense, it'll be interesting for me as I think about my coaching journey going forwards, it's almost all going to have kind of had its roots in a COVID context. Uh, but your question about how it's showing up, I think in some cases, I see it giving clients courage to make the change they had been thinking about making, that there's almost a sense of, you know, either life short or life's unpredictable, which are two things that have always been true, but I think for many people are becoming a bit more apparent or, or a bit more visible. So I'm doing a lot of work around, there was this thing I was thinking about doing and I didn't really think I could do it for whatever reason. And now it's feeling like I have to do it, or now it's feeling like this is the moment to do it. 
um, a lot of coaching conversations also around kind of shifts in workplace dynamics with the move from working to home, either positively, people kind of stepping into new forms of empowerment, new forms of flexibility, or sometimes, you know, some of the challenges around dynamics that may have been working and now aren't working so well in this new context. Uh, but I think whether it's sort of large scale change or even just navigating something that was existing pre-COVID, that this space really of how do I look at things and not just default to, to autopilot or assuming that things have always been a certain way and will continue to be that way. I think for almost everyone I talk with and engage with, that idea has really been shaken up in the past few months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say the same. Um, it's so interesting, the patterns that start to emerge in these kinds of unique times. So you've kind of touched on this, Danielle, um, but I'm curious if there are ways that you feel like your coaching is distinct. How does that kind of show up? Are there certain elements you're trying to bring into your coaching? What does that look like for you? Yeah, I think I... I think I'm a bit of a chatty coach. I, I think I, that I lean a little bit more towards um, dialogue. Of course, you know, the holding space for the client and those moments of pause and the power of silence. But I do think some of my favorite coaching sessions and some of the clients that I have really good rapport with, uh, there is kind of conversational, we'll say, approach to it. I also think that something that's maybe a little bit a little bit specific to my coaching or that I'm starting to see emerge is really an interest in like bringing different pieces together. And of course there are moments where like decisions need to be made and paths need to be chosen. But I think one of the strengths I might bring as a coach is helping people to sort of sit with that question of like, does it need to be this or that? And what if it was this and that, and maybe this other thing at the same time? Uh, and I think a, a lot of coaches probably do that, but it sort of surprised me because I think my initial more naive conception of coaching was you were helping someone make the decision between this or that. And where I've actually found my strength is and where some of my most productive, productive conversations have gone has been towards this place of like, what if we took all these things and put them in conversation with each other or put them in a sandbox? What would that look like rather than the belief or the story that you have to choose one or the other? Yeah, I love that. I was just actually talking with our, um, the coach training cohort the other night about this concept of stories and how clients sometimes come with certain stories that can be very limiting, limiting assumptions, limiting beliefs. It kind of all falls into the same um, category or it can. And sometimes the stories can be very positive, but sometimes they're very limiting and helping clients to unpack those stories or even just notice that those stories are there um, and that there's like a, another possibility or a different pathway or something else that they can envision. That seems to me like such a powerful component of coaching. Yeah, and sometimes even just hearing the story or sharing the story that you're hearing. Uh, I know my experience when I've been coached has often been that there was maybe a pattern that I didn't recognize or that I didn't see these two things as interconnected. But when I felt compelled to bring up this seemingly unrelated thing, that's usually a moment where I now start to think, okay, so there is some reason these two things are talking to each other, even if it isn't initially clear what that is. Mm-hmm. So I know you're still early on, Danielle, and no pressure here, but I'm wondering if there are certain characteristics that you look for that really make up an ideal client for you that is just a real click in terms of who you like to work with or who you think you can be most helpful for. 
Yeah, I think there's there's kind of three things that initially come to mind. Um, maybe because of that point I was speaking to about like this or that or both these things. I'm really interested in the folks who like the nuance, the kind of careful distinction, who like sort of the shades of gray and maybe feel comfortable inhabiting that space. That's something that, that I'm drawn towards and that I think I really enjoy working with. Um, at the same time, and maybe almost in, in slight opposition or, or tension to that, I love a decisive, <laughs> I love working with a decisive client. I There's something really energizing and, and motivating for me where when we get to that place where there maybe is insight or there, there's a bit of a plan, uh, I get really energized by someone who's eager to get started with that. Awesome, okay. So um, because you're still kind of working through collecting your hours, thinking about kind of your training and areas that you're still developing, I'm curious to know if there are areas of coaching that you specifically want to learn more about that you're kind of doing a deeper dive into now or that you know you want to look into later. Are there areas of kind of your own development that you're still kind of remaining curious about? For sure. I think for me, the, the biggest area of, of growth or attention right now is contracting and setting a focus at the beginning. I, I think I often want to dive right in and my ongoing work in coaching is kind of how much time do we need to spend at the beginning? What do we need to do to lay out the groundwork? How much do I need to understand about what the client's goals are for the specific conversation and where we want to end up so that I can be holding that thread and checking in as we go? Uh, and I think that's the biggest place that I'm kind of working on honing that ability. Yeah, I do feel like there is such an art. Um, I mean, it's an art and a science to kind of recognize what that agenda is and then hold that agenda throughout the entire session when the client can kind of go off in all these different directions that may or may not be kind of concretely tied to the direction you're you're hoping to head in, you know, that they've kind of set with you in the beginning of the session. Um, and it is kind of this, as you experience more and more coaching, figuring out all the different ways to kind of stay on that line or stay on that pathway with them, even if they're kind of wandering off in different directions. Um, that's something I also really pay a lot of attention to as well. Yeah, and I've also really seen, I, I've been lucky to work with some, some highly skilled coaches who really kind of, it was almost a version of holding the client accountable right at the start where I just kind of wanted to dive in and start talking. And they were really like gently, but also very deeply um, attentive to, but what are we going to talk about and how will we know when we've gotten there? And it actually really built in that structure of accountability from the start of the conversation. And that's something that, that has been motivating for me to think about how I can offer that as well. Awesome. Okay. Do you have any favorite coaching resources, books, podcasts, things that you, you know, recommend to folks who are like, Oh, I want to dive deeper into this. Anything that's a particular favorite for you? Well, I mean, I got a lot of my introduction to coaching actually from listening to the earlier seasons of Coach to Coach. So I would definitely recommend going back and, and checking those out. I also am often very interested in things that maybe aren't explicitly coaching or don't call themselves coaching, but where there is that clear technique. So actually one thing I've been, uh, I've gone back to recently coming out of a coaching conversation where I recommended it to a client is Elizabeth 
Gilbert's podcast, uh, Magic Lessons, mm-hmm. which is all about sort of creativity. In each episode, she works with a different individual who's sort of running up against some challenge around an aspect of their creative life. And she sometimes refers to it as coaching. Uh, she's not a coach by training. She's also an artist. But the, the arc of those conversations and the way they're set up is very much around a coaching practice. And I've just been finding that really beautiful and inspiring these days. And I'm, I'm interested in the idea of how do we sort of take almost a mosaic of different influences, different people doing things that, well, they may or may not explicitly be labeled coaching, offer a really interesting model of what some of these techniques could look like. I love that idea. I listened to that um, years ago, and you're making me want to return to it so that I can go and explore again. Um, But this also reminds me a little bit of when I coach people around things like academic writing, I often turn to resources that come out of like fiction writing. I mean, there's, Mm -hmm. there's so much about writing that's impactful. And it's not always by academics or for academics. Um, And we can think about creativity and all the all these other kinds of things that are like writing adjacent. Um, And so I think that it's such a good idea to have that same perspective on coaching that there's these like coaching adjacent things that we can be um, bringing into our practice and that can be really influential to what we're doing with our clients um, or what we're providing for our clients, what we're opening them up to. Um, So I love that. Very cool. We will definitely link to that in the show notes for people who want to take a listen. Um, Danielle, is there anything else that you want to say about you as a coach or about the journey that you're on before we dive into our next episodes where we will be coaching each other? I guess one other thing I'll I'll share because it might be interesting or it might surface is I came to coaching from a bit of a skeptical place. Like when I first heard the term coach, I think especially before I was working in my current role, when I just sort of heard it floating around in the world or on the internet, uh, my initial reaction wasn't necessarily uh, receptivity to that. I I think maybe I, I thought about it in like a very corporate context or in like a sports context were my first two kind of frames of reference to it. So when I actually began working in a place where coaching was fairly accessible, I really had a lot of questions of like, well, what would coaching look like in a higher ed context? Or like, how do you coach someone with a PhD or be coached by someone with a PhD? So it's been a really interesting journey for me, I think, to to hold space for for this openness to learning this this discipline and this practice and this skill set coming from a place where it wasn't something I initially felt drawn towards and it wasn't something I inherently saw myself in. And now when I think about coaching and the pieces around vulnerability and openness and curiosity, I think it's actually become a strength of my coaching journey. Uh, But that's something else I would sort of think about or that I think is informing my growing practice. Awesome. Well, Danielle, I am just so looking forward to the season and working with you and coaching with you. And um, I hope that our audience is intrigued by hearing a little bit more about your practice. Um, So I'm looking forward to what the season will bring. I am as well. All right. Thanks to you for this wonderful introduction to your coaching and your practice. And for our audience, stay tuned. We are going to start our back and forth coaching journey uh, in this next episode where I will start by coaching Danielle and then we'll alternate throughout the season, ending with a final debrief at the very end. And uh, we're looking forward to it. So thanks, Danielle. And I will talk with you next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coach to Coach. For any resources mentioned in the episode, check out the episode show notes at drkatielinder.com slash coach. If you found this episode to be helpful, please take a moment to rate or review the show in Apple Podcasts or recommend this episode to a friend or colleague. Thanks for listening.